Welcome everybody to the Hatchest Way Podcast Season 3. I hope you guys are doing well. I know you are because you're here. You're here with us. Great episode for you today. First of all, we are sponsored by the best notary business training school on the planet, the Notary Business School. Go check us out. Check out our 2 through 12K program. Today we're talking about family, credit, college, 9 to 5, mentorship, money, real estate, and self-storage facilities. My man, my meal. What's up, Pimpin? I'm blessed, man. Good to see you. Good to meet you. Yes, sir. I mean, we're tearing up the web. Uh, He was referred by Brandon Wiggly. Shout out to my man, Brandon Wiggly. Great guy who everyone needs to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell people who you are in your words, Constar. Yes, sir. So, um, Ramel Newell's 30 years old, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out to Brooklyn. Um, Yep. Story like anybody else, you know, coming (laughs) from the bottom, welfare, food stamps, you know, you name it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But growing up, my mom, she was an entrepreneur, so I seen that hustle side from her. My dad, he worked the nine to five, so I just had to pick my lane of which avenue I wanted to go in. Um, eight years ago, I got introduced to the real estate business. Okay. Um, I started marketing, finding different deals, different leads. I ended up coming across a motivated seller. Okay. Where they was going through a pre foreclosure, so you know Brooklyn brownstones yeah. they go for a lot of money. So I got this brownstone um, under contract for five hundred ninety thousand dollars. Wow. Um, but I didn't have the money at the time, which is why I teach people how to do real estate with no money down because I started out with no money. Okay. But I was trying to get approved for the mortgage. I couldn't qualify. So what happened was I went to like 50 real estate meetups. So I would go on Eventbrite. Really? And I would type in real estate meetups. 50? Yeah. I wow. would just go to a bunch of different meetups, Damn. bring my business card, introduce myself so I could find a business partner, right? So I ended up finding a mentor. She connected me to a capital partner. The capital partner came in on a deal with me, put the entire $590,000 up. I had to just give him 50% of the profits. Uh, we put about $40,000 into that property, sold it for $1.2 million. Oof. Made six figures, my very first deal in real estate. Damn. And um, the rest is history. At this point, Pressure. we got over 300 units, and I just, you know, on a mission to impact the world. Damn. And that's it. That's a cold way to start. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that 50 meetup grind. So here's yeah, something yeah. that's not talked about a lot, and it pisses me off, yeah. is, is the skipping of the work. Mm. The, everything's a skip. I need to skip the skip the skip this. Now, I have a good life. Let me... I have a good life, and I show some of it sometimes. But it takes work to get there. What was that 50 meetup grind like? So I was working at Pepsi at the time, working at a 9 to 5. 9 to 5 and going to these events after work. Going to these events after work on Mm. the weekends. Typically, it was like Sundays and Saturdays. I would go to these meetups, and then sometimes Thursday, Friday. right? Okay. But I knew that. I didn't want to settle at that job. Every day I went into the office, I had somebody else telling me when I was going to go to the bathroom, if I could take a break, and I mm. didn't like it. So I was doing everything in my power. So during during that time, I knew that it was a great deal because I had investors that was offering me a $100,000 assignment fee where they were going to take the deal from me and give me hundred k. So you could have wholesaled and made $100,000. I, I could have wholesaled it. Wow. But it was a saying that I learned from Master P. You always say, listen, if somebody will offer you a certain amount of money. How much is it, it worth? Exactly. It's ah, worth 10 yeah. times that. Yeah. So that was, I had that mindset and I did everything in my power. So it was just, it was just a, 
a mindset of like I can't lose. I, this is it for me. If I don't get this deal done, I'm gonna be stuck working here forever. Mm. I need to make this happen. I knew it was a great opportunity. Whew. All right. So you had the nine to five. How'd you get the? Uh, did you go to college before the nine to five? Yeah. So I went to SUNY Albany. Shout to SUNY Albany. Um, Great Danes. Number yeah. one, I don't know if it's still, but number one party school in the country for a lot of years. Not anymore, but it was. Because it was they, when you were there? When I was there, it was. Because when you left the like, stop, it, it got whacked when you left? Yeah, yeah. Like, we, <laughs> like, you know, we, we took the energy away, then they started shutting things down, and it, 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 it's crazy now. But yeah, SUNY is number one party school. Great business school as well, but um, yeah, I went there, got my master, I mean, my bachelor's in business management, minor in communications. Sweet. And that's how I got my job. I straight out of college, I was working at Pepsi, so... Like four in the morning, five in the morning. You know the the uh, WalMarts, the Targets. I will be in there. Oh, that was you stocking them. Stocking them shelves. Wow, that's me. So if you go the there, you see stocking them shelves. That was me. So so you had a nine to five. <laughs> yeah. Are you one of those people who talks down on nine to fives? Are you one of those people who said I I did what I had to do and now I'm happy where I'm at? I'm super excited. It was a mindset shift. So I tell all my mentees, anybody that's around me I always says about how you look at things, you mm. change your perspective, right? That's deep. So when I went into the office, it wasn't me working for them, it was you working for me. So once I changed how I looked at <laughs> oh, it. Oh, that's cold. Yeah. That's cold, you I, heard that? I had that's to change cold. how I looked at it, so I'm like, all right, you working for me. Every time I come in here, I'm getting a paycheck twice a month, I'm gonna use that money to save up, get my W-2s, and go buy property. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna buy one property, Every year, utilizing the income, saving until I got to a point where my passive income was covering my job income. And that's what allowed me to now say, I'm going to go full-fledged and, and become a full-time entrepreneur. Use what you got to get where you got to get. Yeah. Yeah. It's that whole skip thing. I'm going to skip half my family. You got to have money or some kind of extreme hustle to totally skip that whole part of life. Most people have to go through that. Yeah. And, and also, just to add, um, working, because you got to be a great follower before you're a great leader you so cold? you if you can't take direction if you don't understand how to be on time be punctual like that's what the job created outside of the money just me understanding that structure being on time submitting yeah. things before the deadline right organizational skills distribution yeah. is, is a lot that comes with being being at a, a job so do never look down on what you got to do to get what you got to get yeah. never look down on it and here's the thing with people who skip steps they're usually habitual skeptics, so they never stops. Yeah, they yeah, always try yeah. to get around it. Yep. Man, just do what you got to do to get where you got to get. Yep. So, how old were you, and what was your first property that you added to your personal portfolio? My first property, I was twenty-five years old. That's when I sold Dope. that property. I walked away with one hundred and fifty-seven thousand check. What did it feel like? Changed my life. <laughs> You're smiling, right? It changed my life, and. I knew, I said, this this works, right? Because yeah. you think it's a myth. When you see people say they make a bunch of money in real estate, you think it's a myth because we don't have that representation. So uh, at that point, yeah, yeah. I knew that it was real. I went to the bank to deposit the check, right, after the closing. And when I was at the bank, the teller was, hey, let's sit down, bringing me coffee. They're nice to you, They're right? nice to me. I, I never got this treatment before in my life, you know? So at that point, I said, I, I need to go ahead and do this again. And again. It's kind of like an addiction. I said, I, yeah. I need this feeling. I, the, what this experience have, has created for me, I, I wanted to continuously do it. And then from that point, I bought my next property. It was a duplex in Albany, New York. Um, being I went to school out there, so I knew Smart. the area. You knew, you knew the layout? Duplex. Um, How much was that property? I paid 85000 for it. You bought a cash or you financed it? I did hard money. Okay. So um, okay. 85000 put about 30000 into it. Um, they refied out. It was worth like one ninety. refied out around like one thirty. dollars 
So, yeah, we uh, did a cash-out refile on that and then just continuously going from there. Okay. Uh, is that probably still in your portfolio? Still have it. How much does it rent out for currently? Right now, 1900 a month. Uh, total income? Total. Yeah. Uh, how much are your payments on that? My payment on it, 1200 That's my mortgage. So it's probably cash flowing, cash flowing nice. somewhere okay. six seven hundred. Um, and at that time when you bought it, you were living in Pennsylvania? I was living in Connecticut at the time. Uh, how did you manage the property? My brother. So my brother stayed at Albany because, you know, we both went to the same school. He stayed oh, yeah. at Albany. Okay. So, you know, he He's did. younger or older? We twins. You have a twin? Yeah, we're twins. <laughs> That's, yeah. What's <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Yep. So yep. what did that first property feel like that you actually had in your portfolio? To be honest with you, it was brutal. Really? It was brutal. Okay. Because like, I, we thought we was doing things the right way until you learned you're not doing it the right way. Mm. Right? Overspending on the rehab. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going through different contractors because they saying they could do this, and we don't. I don't know the construction <laughs> part. I just know the money part. I'm doing yeah. my comps. I know that, but now I'm hiring other people, expecting them to have good judgment, trust, and character. So, to be real, I lost a lot of money in that deal. Now mm. it's cash flowing, and we have it, you know, stabilized. But that helped me say, okay, verify everything. Can't trust everybody. Yeah. Get referrals. So yeah, it, it was a, it was a brutal process from there, honestly. But you got started. I got started. You got started. Yeah. What was your next property after that? My next property after that was it was that duplex. Um, I bought. I bought. It so many. After that point, it was just like you. You were rolling. Yeah, I was rolling after that. So I don't, what was your target market? Pennsylvania. So I was living in Connecticut. Once I moved to Pennsylvania, that's when the floodgates opened up. So I was buying a bunch of duplexes, fourplexes, then eight units, ten units, Mm. deals, multiple deals during the week. You know, everything. You were buying and holding those or wholesaling or both? All of the above. So my foundation is wholesaling. So I would use the wholesaling strategies to generate leads. Once Mm. I have leads come in, I'll pick, all right. The great deals, I'm keeping for myself. Smart good deals, do that. Yeah. I'll assign it over. It gets yeah. somebody to make $10,000, 20000 in between. But that's the foundation of, of the business. You're at the storage facilities as well. Yes. Uh, I, I, I haven't got into that business yet. What's the business model? How do you make money? And, and what's the cost to get into that game? Great question. Great. All right. So I want to tell you how I got to that. All right. Cool. Let's do it. So, um... I got to the point where I was on 40 units. I sold some of them now, so I'm down to maybe 32. But 40 units, meaning um, doors, duplexes, eight units, Quads, combination. All that, yeah. Nice. This is what happened in COVID 2020 mm-hmm. when um, the eviction ban happened and tenants didn't have to pay for mon- like, you know, you couldn't yeah. pay for monetary reasons. I had about eight tenants that stopped paying their rent. Eight, okay. Eight out of 30? Correct. Okay. No, I had 40 at that uh, time. 40 at I started that time. selling them off because I had oh, a liquid okay. date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened was I'm still paying the mortgage. I'm paying taxes. I'm paying insurance. I'm paying water. But I'm not getting any cash flow in because they're not paying rent. Okay. So now my bottom line is not looking good. So then I'm strategizing, saying, how could I become a little bit more cash heavy at this point because I'm over leveraged now, right? Okay. So I started to sell off some of my properties. The market was at the top, right? So I was getting a bunch of money. Nice. And one of my properties that I wanted to sell at the time, I had a tenant in there. He didn't want to leave, so I offered him cash for keys. I said, hey, I'm going to give you $2,000. You can just leave. You don't got to pay me nothing. That you owe or Anything you owe me, just keep it. Go. I just need you to go. So he accepted the $2,000, but he said, hey, can you put my items in a storage unit for 90 days? We looked around everywhere in my area, couldn't find a storage unit. Everything was booked out. Everything was sold. I literally. Why were you doing that? all that? I wanted to get him out so I could sell the property. Okay. That's a lot of work. 
But it was, it was like, I had to keep you How in How much were you making on the property? The diversity. It's the diversity for me. How many services can you offer in the mobile notary wheelhouse? A lot. You can get seven streams of income just from owning a notary signing agency. One, become self-employed. That's with you doing the jobs yourself. Two, you middleman out the assignments. Let's say you charge a title company $200 for a loan closing. You then pay someone else to do the job for 100 bucks. You pocket $100. Three, mobile fingerprinting. My favorite service, mobile fingerprinting, is the bag. One of our students, Malik, he's in a foreign country. He's a pattern this week Cuba he's halfway retired he's 25 client paid him three thousand dollars fingerprint technician do the job for 1200 bucks he pocketed 1800 bucks while being on vacation apostille processing legalizing a document for a foreign country certifying a document for use in a foreign country apostille processing is the bag four hundred dollar assignments six hundred dollar assignments thousand dollar assignments and you're paid before you even leave the house Loan closings, home equity line of credits, refinance purchases, the bag. Wills, power of attorneys, living trust, all those wonderful forms. Multiple copies of each. That's easily $200 plus per appointment just for those services alone. Estate plan documents are the bag. And as I went through the list, there are so many numerous ways to make money by owning a notary signing agent. I was, I was in a negative because he wasn't paying me. When you sold it, I mean, or, oh, or were you I gonna sell it? Oh, yeah. I sold it with one hundred thirty-five thousand. Nice. Yeah, I sold it with one hundred thirty-five thousand. Okay. So that's why I was like trying to get him out. Yeah, thousand dollars was nothing to get you out. Yeah, to make, to make one thirty-five. Exactly. Yeah, that's a win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. So that that was my um that was my whole approach. But once I realized that all the storage units in my area was sold out, that's when the light bulb and I said, I need to figure out. How There's to a demand. Okay. What's going on here? I never thought about. I need to get yeah. into this business. So I started YouTubing, Googling, doing mm -hmm. my research. Um, then I got into a mastermind, self storage mastermind, flew out to Arizona. How much did that cost? 25000 That's important. Okay, keep, keep going. Yeah. But we're going to come back to 25000 for this mastermind. Um, but I understand the power of mentorship, and it was something new. Being in the and room. I learned so much about the business, and that's what helped me go buy my first facility, which was an 88 unit storage facility. So I paid seven hundred and fifty thousand for that. Right? Wow! I paid. Now I'm looking back at it. I think I overpaid a little bit, right? Okay. But the beautiful thing about self storage is you think you think about FHA for residential, where you come in three and a half percent down. Mm -hmm. Self storage, they have the SBA seven A loan. So the SBA seven A loan, Small Business Administration, is specifically designed for newbie self storage investors. Mm -hmm. The reason why I love it is because they finance you up to ninety percent. So all you got to do is come to the table with ten percent. So with a $750,000 facility, $75,000 down with fees, closing costs, you had about eighty-five, eighty-seven thousand. dollars Damn. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What kind of payments are, are, are That's are a, um, it's like $3,500. 3500 How much is the cash flow? It's cash flowing, yeah, like four grand. I think like four grand right now, net. A month. Four grand net profit on loan storage facility, 10% yeah. down. Yeah. Um, what FICO score is needed to get the SBA? 650. That's fair. 650. So that's what I'm saying. It's very friendly, right? 650 yeah. um, FICO. You know, you don't really need to have experience. You just have to have good credit and have some tax returns and income to support it. Just in case the storage facility's not, yeah. you know, bringing in cash flow, you can support the payments. How come more people don't look into uh, storage facilities as a, as a business? I don't know. That's why I've been screaming <laughs> into the top of my lungs. Because this this is why I love it, right? So the yeah. first facility now, and I have over 300 units, so I'm cashing on way more. But that Oof. facility, 
But I, my first one, obviously, is always a learning curve, right? Mm-hmm. How could you get better? The biggest thing for me was I wasn't chasing people for money, right? Because no people yeah. lived there. No tenants lived there. Yeah. When a tenant that. leaves, I don't have to redo kitchens, no bathroom, no plumbing. It's literally- But never got to talk to anybody. Nothing. So your, your <laughs> peace of mind is, is beautiful, and yeah. you're still making money in real estate. So you still get the still appreciation. still the real estate game, yeah. The, the tax. You own the land. Appreciation. You still get all of the ownership, but without the hassle of people living there in a day-to-day of managing tenants. Does it go up in value too? Absolutely. The land, you, you, own, you own the land, you own the facility. Right, I need to start this story. Yeah, you, <laughs> this we got to talk. <laughs> we do. Absolutely. Um, you said something, you said a lot of important things. You yeah. said that you paid $25,000 for mentorship. Yeah. I don't know many people who make over $50,000 a month who haven't paid for some kind of accelerator, workshop, mentorship, mm-hmm. mastermind, what, what have you. Why do some people not want to pay to be in the room and learn from experts? Wow, that's that's a deep question. Um, it's various things. I think is like fear, right? Yeah. A big component is we are fearful of losing, right? Because we don't have much. Because I speak to my mentees and I ask them sometimes, hey, why are you not taking actions? Oh, I, I got $2,000 saved up. I don't want to lose it all, right? So we're scared of losing money. Mm. And in turn, we should be thinking, right, yo, we need to let the money go because we need to bring things back. So I think fear... Um, the belief, right? So the representation. We don't see nobody that we know owning storage facilities or being in these different rooms, so we don't think it's possible for us. So fear, Mm -hmm. representation, and then just having that confidence in yourself, you know? Yeah. I think those three things hold people back on why they don't get into the rooms, why they don't invest in mentors. Why did you spend 25 grand? I spent 25,000 because I knew that this industry was untapped. And I, I knew, once I was doing my research on YouTube and Google and I was seeing how much money people was making, I knew I was going to make my money back. And I bet on myself because I'm, I'm confident in myself. Confident like, I know if I put this money up, I know I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I 10x my, my return. I just have that much confidence in my work ethic. That's sweet. In business, you, you, you've had partnerships before, right? You still have partnerships. Okay. Some have gone wrong? Have they gone wrong before? Of course. <laughs> What personality type do you feel you must avoid in in partnerships? Hmm, I'm gonna give you my answer first. Okay. You have to avoid the quitter. Mm, mm. The quitter is the person who habitually quits when things get hard. Mm. They skip to a new business mm. because it's sexy on Instagram and, right. and Facebook, and they're looking for the what I call the new car high, the new the new dating high, the new car smell. Mm. What I mean by that is you want to hop in something which is fun, but everything gets tough. Every revenue stream, every system, everything you're working on gets tough, but they quit when it gets tough. Mm. I think you must avoid working with the quitter. All right, you go. You, you hit it on the head. The quitter is very, very um, important to, to avoid. Yeah. I will, to add on to that, I would say the person who lacks vision. Oh, that's good. Because yeah. when you have vision, you understand that, the, the temporary obstacles is that's part of it. That's a pit stop. Right? Mm-hmm. So anytime somebody tell me no, I get excited because I know I'm that much closer to my <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. So we understand. So if you don't have vision, it's gonna be tough. That's why you won't quit all the time. I don't quit because I know that this is part of the process. My vision is to go here, and we just gonna keep going. So anybody don't have that vision, I can't partner with you. And I've had partners that didn't have the vision they I had. Yeah. And, and you know, we just got separate. If you lack vision, you gotta go. If you're quitter, gotta go. You, if you're a quitter, <laughs> you gotta go. Yeah. Uh, 
what does what did it take you to make your first twenty k in business a month? First twenty k in business a month. What did it take me? Planning, 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 planning. I think people uh, just underestimate the power in having a strategic plan, yeah. right? Mentorship, right? Because some part of your plan is having somebody else tell you, "Oh, this is the shortcut." Right, because we gonna go into something that we don't know. So I'd rather pay somebody else who's been there, and you tell me the shortcut. So that's what I did. I had to get a mentor. Mentor told me, listen, paid mentorship. Paid mentorship. Paid. Mentorship. paid. Yeah. I'm gonna pay you so you could tell me how to do it faster. <laughs> okay. All right. You could tell me how to do it faster. Um, plan and then do your market research. So mm. understanding what are the variables, what could come into place that's gonna impact whether or not you make that type of money and. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it. For okay. Me. Now, what? How'd you go from twenty k a month to fifty k a month? Repeating the same thing. Like once you see that it works. So this is what happened. I'll tell you this, that's right? Good. I tell that's you, good. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, so I just launched my. I won't say just launched, but November two thousand twenty one, I launched my coaching program, my mentorship program nice. called Mailbox Me in the Academy. That's dope. Prior man. to that. I was in the business eight years. I wasn't coaching because I'm in. I'm stuck doing what I'm doing. I don't have time to coach nobody. Yeah. That's a commitment, right? Yeah, it is. I don't have time to coach nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm focused on building my own table. Once I got into the groove and now I'm, I'm more automated, stabilized, and my properties is good, my, my portfolio is good, then I said I'm going to go help other people because a lot of people ask me to teach them these things. So okay. my first uh, webinar I did, um, I made $11,000. I did Oof. the webinar, right? Shout out to that. I was excited. But I had friends telling me, oh, I did 100K on the webinar. Like, <laughs> like what? Right? But I, I understood what I did wrong. Right? Yeah. I understood it was a numbers game. All right, let me go make some tweaks, double down, and go do it again. So mm-hmm. literally from the first one, the next one I did, I did 100K. Right? So it was from 11K to 100K. Didn't change the approach. I just doubled down on what was my, working. What was working. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you do it. And you keep doubling down. Keep, and then also reinvesting. Because I feel like that's a big a part lot of, of it. Entrepreneurs they get the money and it's like now it's my money. No, it goes back into the business. Yeah, if you want to make more money, you got to. Yeah. Uh, what's been your highest grossing month? Two hundred and sixty thousand. Yeah. Pressure, yeah. pressure. Now, so now that you have the safe, what, what, so, so I have a thing that I call safe assets and safe businesses in mm-hmm. place. Um, now that you have a, a bunch of that, are you spending money? Are, are you are you doing trips or? Yeah, How you living? Yeah, yeah, I do trips and stuff. Like I'm all about experiences. Experience you know? is a big deal. Time is our most um, you know, valuable asset. You mm-hmm. know, wealthy people, they know that it's measured in time. So yeah. I love to spend time with my family, okay. travel, um, take them with me as you see, right? I yeah, see them. I, I, see I bring them. them everywhere I go because I just like, you know, my son, he's one years old, even though he's 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 young, new. Yeah. But I want to instill experiences in him early, right? Traveling, seeing when I started to travel. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized the difference in like customer service, okay. quality of life, yeah. you know, and those things impact you. So yeah, I'm definitely spending money, but strategically. Okay. So I know okay. how to, you know, use reward points and be able to get. <laughs> you on it? We do all of that to you make sure that we all financially smart. Hey baby, um, are you in a relationship? Married? Yeah, married. Yeah. You married? Okay. Yeah. Congrats on that. Uh, what made you ask your wife to marry her? Wow. So to be completely transparent, right, she believed in me before I believed in myself. Wow. It's just the fact that it matters. Only been together for? Ten years. Oh, y'all go back. Not married for ten years. Yeah, but yeah. Like, we've been together. You been like, in college? In college. And when I was in college, I was young Brooklyn dude, right? So I'm in college just 
running around, you yeah. know, doing the legal things and parties and drinking, smoking, uh, mm-hmm. and um, she always knew that I had a, a, a gift that was bigger than me. So this was one time I was telling her what my goals was, right? And this is how I knew she was gonna be like the one. Okay. So I was telling her I wanted to open up a strip club. I'm like, yeah, I'm opening up a strip club. I'm opening up a liquor store. And everybody that I've told that story to, they typically, oh, wordy, like they support it. Yeah. She said, why you want to open up a strip club and degrade your women? Like, why you want to open up a liquor store and pour, Damn. like, you know, uh, pour poison into your people? You could do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be able to have a business that brings you capital, but have more of a positive impact. And I said, damn, like. That's crazy. You That's think I cool. can do that? You know? And then she's like, yeah. like, um, And it was this one conversation that we had. I told her, I said, I don't believe I have any talent because I, I tried to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Didn't make it. I, st- I started rapping. That didn't work. I was selling drugs. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where I felt like God didn't bless me with no gifts. I'm like, damn, God didn't bless me with nothing. Because growing up in the hood, we think that skills is things you can actually see. And sometimes mm-hmm. your skills is intangible with something that's within you, right? And she said, yo, you may not think you have skills, but the skills that I do see you have is that you, you um, are a leader. The diversity. It's the diversity for me. How many services can you offer in the mobile notary wheelhouse? A lot. You can get seven streams of income just from owning a notary signing agency. One, become self-employed. That's with you doing the jobs yourself. Two, you middleman out the assignments. Let's say you charge a title company $200 for a loan closing. You then pay someone else to do the job for 100 bucks. You pocket $100. Three, mobile fingerprinting. My favorite service, mobile fingerprinting, is the bag. One of our students, Malik, he's in a foreign country. Is it Panama this week? Cuba? He's halfway retired. He's 25. Client paid him $3,000. Fingerprint technician do the job for 1200 bucks. He pocketed 1800 bucks while being on vacation. Apostille processing, legalizing a document for a foreign country. Certifying a document for use in a foreign country. Apostille processing is the bag. $400 assignments, $600 assignments, $1,000 assignments, and you're paid before you even leave the house. Loan closings, home equity line of credits, refinance, purchases, the bag. Wills, power of attorneys, living trust, all those wonderful forms. Multiple copies of each. That's easily $200 plus per appointment just for those services alone. Estate plan documents are the bag. And as I went through the list, there are so many numerous ways to make money by owning a notary signing agency. Right, mm-hmm. a lot of people yep. around you, they believe in what you say, they follow what you mm-hmm. do. You got ambition, you got work ethic. These are skills that other people don't possess, but you focused on trying to be a rapper, or you trying to be a ball player, or you want to be a dancer because you're seeing that. You should be tapped into what the, the real abilities you have. And mm-hmm. that's really what got me to where I am today. Like, I shifted my mind, I understood my gifts, and I said, Real estate. Is, is you don't need to be the fastest, right? I don't need to have the best jump shot. I don't need to have the best bars. <laughs> All I need to do is know how to work hard, understand numbers, and push myself to the very best. So Oof. it works. Shout out to that. Yeah, I see a, most successful people that I know. You're married too. Most successful people that I know, black men are married or in a long-term relationship. So it's no, when you, when you pulled up with your wife and child, I wasn't surprised. I was like, he's doing it. Guess, what <laughs> is it about relationships that help make people successful? It's a few things. There's something to it, right? So, yeah, it's definitely a lot to it. I, I, for, for me specifically, I have somebody to answer to, right? Damn. So I can't just go out here and be getting crazy. That's a lot of cool. single men. You could go out here and just make crazy, reckless, irresponsible. There's no one there. There's nobody to say, hold on, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so that makes me second guess a lot of decisions yeah. that I may make. Because I'm like, I know I got to explain this to her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then having somebody else that's not going to be a yes man or woman around you. You know, they have to be able to tell you about yourself and say, hey, you know, you need to be better in this area. And I think mm-hmm. that's what marriage does, right? So, yeah, I think I think that's really what it is. That's deep. Yeah. That's deep. Um, your online teaching academy, mm-hmm. why did you start it? And how many people have you helped so far? So I launched my program, Mailbox Media Academy, November of 2021. Hold on. You see, he's like, I remember the name of the academy. Great marketing. So for anyone watching, you see, he keeps on saying yeah. the name. He doesn't just say it. He says the name. So keep going. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I launched it because I wanted to really get to a goal faster. Mm. Just being completely transparent. Yeah. Right? When I started buying storage facilities and like apartment buildings, it became like overload to me, right? You got to manage the processes, manage the people. And I said, how could I get to this goal faster? Mm. I'm okay with having a small percentage of a pie versus having a whole pie to myself. So if I'm able to teach other people out of the exact same thing and now get partnerships in multiple places, now I could do 10 times more deals, right? Now I could have deals in California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, Vegas versus me being just in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, and New York, right? Mm-hmm. So my initial thought process was to teach other people so that they can also do it. They find deals. I can partner. We do things together. I help you. You help me. And now we reach our goal faster. That was a, like the be real. That's a genius. No. <laughs> it makes total sense. That was to me. like the real honest truth. After that, I realized how many people was just impacted by me teaching and coaching and going out. $100,000 in funding, $200,000 in funding, bought their first property, no money down, got the storage facility, right? Just seeing how many people's lives would change. Then it changed it to, okay, not only am I able to get to go faster for myself and, and, and other people, I see that I'm giving information that they could pass down to their kids and their Oof, family. Impact. Now, now it's having an impact beyond what we see. Damn. Does your wife work? No. Well, she has a she has a business. She has a business. She, she, she's up nine to five. Say that again. She, 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 she doesn't have a nine to five. No nine to five. No, not, no, no, no nine to five in your household. Anymore. No nine to five in my household. <laughs> nah. um, how, it's a lifestyle. Uh, how was it? Did she leave the full time workforce from your business or her business or was my it both? business from your? How did that feel? Being able to retire your wife out of the full time workforce. It was a blessing, right? And. and it was tough for her because she didn't want to leave her job because she likes to feel fulfilled in her own purpose. But yeah. it was like my my lifestyle doesn't fit for a nine to five. Just to be honest, because we get up, we travel, got a, a deal here. Or oh, listen, somebody called me and says a deal in Vegas. I got to get on a flight and go. Mm-hmm. We need to be equipped with the mobility to move around. And if you got to go in Monday through Friday, that's not going to work for us. Yeah. So it was a conversation of, all right, listen. These properties right here is yours. The cash flow is going to take care of you. And then whatever you make is just additional. But these are, this is your properties. So that just felt good knowing I could give assets away. This is yours. And we and we good. And, and, uh, I respect want to keep going. I respect it. Yeah. You were asking me a question before we started. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm like, this is something I, I always thought about. I'm glad I get to ask you in person mm-hmm. because I see you teach how to make money, starting your own notary business. The notary business school, the best notary business school in the world. See, I, I'm learning from there you. There we go. <laughs> How do you make millions of dollars? I don't even say millions. How do you make six figures, right? Yeah, okay. Um, making that in, in a notary business, and how did you get started in it? Cool. So how did I get started? My boy Ricky Simon, shout out to the great Ricky Simon, mm-hmm. taught me mentorship. Well, I was 23, 24-ish. I, I, I got a couple of properties under my belt. Uh, I had a nine-to-five working with, with special needs children, 
And I'm a practical guy. I'm mm-hmm. a simple guy. I only do simple. If it's complicated, I don't do it. <laughs> I don't hang out. We even hang out with complicated people. Yeah. Uh, some other friends, some, some uh, friends in the comments said that he, he shows up somewhere. He makes 35 bucks, 100 bucks. He's there for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes worth of work. I was like, what are you talking about? So I immediately said, I need to talk to Ricky. Yeah. I shadowed him for a day. I saw him make like 350 bucks. At the time, I was making hundred dollars a day, working mm-hmm. all day. He was in there ten, twenty minute appointments. I was like, "This is it." So, I got into it because low startup costs under five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You could be your own boss. You could middleman some jobs. So, how does that work? If a title company gives you a, a, a contract and they give you closings, let's say for a refile on a property for two hundred bucks, I then find other notes. Other guys to do it for a hundred dollars. I make I make hundred dollars for not doing the job. I middleman the assignment. Oh, I wholesale the closing. Ooh. <laughs> I wholesale the closing. I like closing. that. I like that. So it, that was it. Simple, low startup cost, no degree so required. You, so you basically saying you outsource the work. So like now I do that for title time. company come to you and say, hey, we have these closings. We need you yeah. get somebody else to go there and you just. Give them a portion of it. Yeah. You take it, and now you really not doing that. It's hands Bingo. Office. And it's not the title uh, companies. It's the general public, people who need affidavits notarized, wills, power of attorneys, fingerprinting, apostilles. Mm. There's a lot of work in the notary industry that's uh-huh. untapped on. So that's how I started. How do you make money? There's a lot of money to make. Mm. So if you think about it, me owning a signing agency now, the whole com- country is my client base. Right? The entire country. Yeah, yeah. California. New Hampshire, Maine, Florida, same system, same formula. Mm. I just need the people to call me first. Gotcha. So let's say that we do, we charge the client 200 bucks. I pocket $100. Five of those a day is 500 bucks. And what work you doing? You're not just. Five times seven, $3,500 a week. Wow. And keep on keeping going. So even people do a part-time, um, even on the low end, we, we, we have a 2 through 12K club, right? So. On a low end, people make five hundred dollars a week. Who don't think it that serious? Maybe part time hustle. But on a higher end, people are making ten, twelve, fourteen k a month plus. Ooh. So anywhere between that range is what I tell people that is, is, is what they um, can expect to make if they follow through. You got to follow through. This isn't totally passive. You got to put up some work. But there's a lot of money to make in the notary wow. industry. But that's why I started. I've been doing it sixteen years. Wow. No, yeah. That's, that's that's amazing because you never see those things right and i use notice all the time but then they'll charge me 10 bucks 20 bucks to stamp like each paper and mm-hmm. i would think how many how many papers but i wouldn't look at the grand scheme at the grand scheme and here's where you make the money as notaries you travel to the clients okay we make our money by traveling to the clients to make their lives easier so people who either need us or want us to make their lives easier so if you're in a nursing home and you're getting your wills and and living trust and all that stuff in order you can't go anywhere. So they happily will pay us 200 bucks to show up there for half an hour worth of work. Then I started teaching in 2015. Uh, I've helped over 300 people make $100,000 a year consistently. And we've probably helped over $30 million or so over the past, uh, since 2015 with our students. Shout out to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Shout out appreciate to you, that. Man. That's that's dope. Yeah, so I like you do things that are needed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't need a lot of fancy stuff. I, I, I have fun with my fancy stuff, but my work life is not always fun. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's stagnant, but and it's very routine, but it pays. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I think more people would be successful if they just did what worked for a while, mm. then when go do the ahead. fancy stuff. Mm. Yeah, we after they retire their wife, after mm. they got this stuff popping, then go be fancy. Yeah, they want instant gratification. Want it. it doesn't work. They want it right I now. tried it. It, it never worked. Nah, I don't. <laughs> it don't work. No, that's, that's great. That's great to hear. And that's things. That, so I, I love it because we always count ourselves out, right? We don't think we could do certain things. And yeah. I, I guess, dude, what, what classification, uh, certifications do you need? You need any licenses? And um, yes. So, so every state to become a licensed public, you do have to get a license through the Department of State. Right, so so if you go to the Department of State website for your state, some states have a test, some states don't. That's how you get your license. But to own the company, you don't need a license to own the company. You can have people work for you who are licensed and just subcontract out the jobs. Same way as wholesaling. I like that. Same yeah, way. We're gonna have to talk. I want to start. I want to start that. Ah, right, you help me. I'm help you. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so uh, great talking to you, brother. Great energy. Very happy with your success. Happy for you. What words of wisdom do you have to our up and coming entrepreneurs? The biggest thing that, that I always say is, um, you know, having a made-up mind. Right? Cool. The most powerful thing in the world is a made-up mind. When you decide to say, I'm no longer going to be that old person, I'm going to mm, be somebody new, new, Yeah, nothing can stop you. Nothing mm. can stop you. I think most people are not successful successful because they don't make up their mind. They don't make that decision. It's like, ah, uh, it's an option for them. Like, I'll try it. I don't know. Like, when I made the decision that I'm not going to be retiring at my job and working 30 years, I seen my dad do it. He worked mm -hmm. 25 years, retired, got a pension, and then he, like, got to go get another job. I said, nah, dad, we're not doing that. Listen, you working with me. You putting you in the business. <laughs> We're not doing that. So now my, my dad is on the payroll. My brother's on the payroll. Just seeing me able to put other people in position. Beautiful. Um, it's powerful. But all the start, it all started with me making decisions. I got to be somebody new. I got to completely make up my mind on, on where I want to go. And it started when you go into 50 meetups after work. After work. Let's, yeah. let's not negate anything of that portion right there. Mm -hmm. And then most people will not be successful because they won't do that. They won't. They won't go to a 9 to 5, 1, and they won't go to meetups because you know what's funny? The people who are the brokers have the biggest egos. I say it all the time. We got more pride than money. It's stupid. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, like you're not where you want to be, yeah. and you have an inflated ego. Mm -hmm. Get the it's, ego later. It's because they don't have any. So the ego is all you could actually hold oh, on to. Hold on to. Damn, that's good. That's all you can hold on to. But when you understand, like, you know, wise man knows he knows nothing. Like real intelligent people are yeah. always going to be humble because I know that I don't know everything and I don't need to show you everything either because I already know what I got. Truth. You know, millionaires, billionaires, they don't need all the flashy stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I wanted that, I know I could go get it 10 times. You know, I, Real, this is what my mentor told me because I was, and I'll be honest, right, because I battle it because I'm still young and I like the flashy. I like, yeah. But then also you have to understand what comes with that. So for example, me being a landlord, when I pull up to my properties and I got this fancy car, that's not like, it's not the right look. You know? I know what you mean. It's like yeah. you a landlord taking, you know, picking people money. Like it's just, it's just not cool, right? Sometimes, that's the smartest thing. That's not the smartest thing. It's not do. the smartest. Yeah. But I had to be mature enough to say, okay, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. Let me stop doing that. <laughs> Sometimes like, wealth is quiet. That's what my mentor told me. He said, right. real wealth is quiet. Mm -hmm. You don't have to always let people know who you are. You could be the owner and just act like you're the property manager one day. Act like you. Just don't don't be always. I gotta tell people I'm that person. That's no, just right lay there. low. Yeah. That's real wealth. Be quiet. Be humble. Listen. Observe and always be a student. 
Yeah, very smart. Um, on one of my websites, I have a white lady on there yeah. as a spokesperson <laughs> because that business, most of the clients are white. <laughs> so I have a white lady be, be the spokeswoman. Uh, intelligence wins. Intelligence wins. How do we sign up for Mailbox Academy? Mailbox, mailbox Money Academy. Mailbox Money Academy. Uh, Millionaire Academy. How much does it cost to? So it varies. Um, I have a course, which is $2,500, right? Um, in that course, you get credit, okay. um, real estate, everything you need, lifetime access. Nice. Um, you get added into our Facebook group, and then we do calls once a month. And then I have like a private inner circle, um, but that's an application process. Okay. Right? You have to go through the course to even get there nice. because that's where I actually partner with you. Right, we have deals. I fly out exactly where you are. We'll walk the deal together, right? Nice. Um, we'll, I'll bring my lenders, my resources. So, um, yeah, varies. But what I want to do, mm-hmm. if it's okay with you, I want to give away a free course to everybody oh, that's here listening. Whoa, okay. Everybody that's here listening, I want to give. So, um, I want y'all to text notary. Text notary. Text notary to 347-429-6496. Everybody that texts notary to 347-429-6496, I'm giving you a free course. I'm literally giving you a free course that's going to teach you how to get into the commercial real estate business with none of your own money, just being able to leverage certain principles that we teach. So uh, that's what I wanted. to do. I appreciate it. Thank you for the game. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Um, let's take some action. Text the number. Follow his principles. Study, study what people are doing to win. Just mm-hmm. extract mm-hmm. and do it. The Hatchway Podcast, Season 3. Peace. Learn and how they scars shown, but no respect was earned. You choose not to live your life, well, last your concern. But death come for all, my nigga. We all get a turn. How many niggas be the same?